Support. Support. Support for this podcast is brought to you by the, the Kellogg Innovation Entrepreneurship Initiative. Think bravely. Think differently. Think collaboratively. What's the best thing about an MBA is you can try things out. You have to go try things. If you don't try, they miss something in an MBA without trying a whole bunch of different things. Um, life is all of a sudden about falling down another path and realizing it's pretty good. Hello and welcome to My Startup Journey, a show where we interview Northwestern entrepreneurs, builders, visionaries, and classmates. Today, in our one and only live episode, you'll hear from the Queen of Key, Linda Dara, on growing up Canadian, coming to Chicago, and eventually running entrepreneurship at Kellogg. As you may know, this is my last episode as your host of My Startup Journey. We started this journey in July of 2017, and since then, I've talked to several Kellogg entrepreneurs and faculty. But there's always been one final interview I wanted to do, and that is with my first key professor, Linda Dara. I have the pleasure of having my last episode for my startup journey with Professor Linda Dara. So happy to have her. Can I have a big round of applause for Linda? Thank you very much for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you. I mean, John has been a star for the, not only for the part-time program, evening and weekend program, but I think for all the programs, and really, we're going to miss you. I appreciate it. It's going to be really sad. You've yeah. got a, you've got a big load ahead of you, <laughs> the new, the new chair. <laughs> I, I believe in Naruki, one hundred percent. Okay, how I do this usually is I don't have set questions. I have a kind of guide where we go. But let's start off about you, about who you are. So I mentioned this earlier that. You grew up in Canada. What, what, what did you have? Do you have siblings? What, what did your parents no, I've do? Got, uh, I've got uh, three other siblings. I'm the oldest. The youngest is 15 years younger than me. So, we're, um, so one is now in Jerusalem. Um, he's head of the uh, Anglican um, College in Jerusalem. And there's a lot of interesting stories that are not making the paper right now about what he's dealing with. Um, my other brother is running for mayor in a small town in Ontario, um, and my sister just happens to be moving to Hawaii. Her husband is taking over the Fairmont Hotels in Hawaii. So there's a friends and family rate, so you're all friends, so let me know when you want to go to Maui and, or the Big Island. Wow. So. Cool. So yeah, so we um, gr I grew up in Toronto and then uh, moved out to Vancouver, which was really cool. Um, you know, I was always a skier, so we used to ski after school and lived on the hill, looking down at the uh, at the bay there, and then um, went from there to Darien, Connecticut, which was like <laughs> it's like the total opposite of the life that I had in Vancouver. So. Um, we lasted there two years and then came back to Toronto, went over to Switzerland for a year. Um, last year of high school in Ontario you could take in Switzerland, oh. so you'd have the same curriculum but it would be in French. Don't ask me to do anything in French uh, anymore. And then went to um, university in uh, Queen's University for undergrad and then um, University of Toronto for masters. 
And then um, my husband got a scholarship for a PhD in this. How old were you when you got married? I don't know, 25. On our honeymoon, we went to go see universities in California. So we were like schlepping across UC, UCLA. Um, for a number of reasons, it, it didn't, all those three universities didn't work out. So the fourth one was Northwestern. So we came here and we said, that's great. I'm going to be here for three years. And now it's going on to 39 years. <laughs> We've never moved back. Now, when you were growing up, were, were you pretty entrepreneurial? Were you, did you have this drive? Because I know the story of how you got here eventually. I want to get to that in a minute. But growing up. You know, I, you know it was, I come from an age <laughs> when the career paths for women were mm. limited. So my father went to Harvard MBA school. He never talked to me about being in business. It was, um, so I was really going down the path of environmental, um, urban, economics, that kind of uh, play. Um, so it was kind of interesting, but I was always creative and I didn't, you know, when I look back on it, I would do stupid things because I didn't care. You know, I'd compose a song for, for um, a team or do, you know, compose a dance, you know, and I am absolutely not artistic <laughs> intense or song but it, like it never phased me that i shouldn't do it mm, wow very interesting. which probably is why this job that i have now works <laughs> so just go and do it okay so i know this story i did some research i and i talked to you about it too if and and please correct me if i'm wrong mayor jane Byrne. oh yeah Mayor of Chicago, and for those who don't know, I grew up in Chicago, extreme in the city, very, very, very proud to be from the city. She has been our only female mayor. She was the first, I guess, she, she hired the first African-American superintendent. Mm -hmm. She uh, brought you on, I'll get on that. And her biggest thing, which I thought was amazing, is there's this area called Cabrini Green, and growing up, this area was weird. It was very weird. Walter Payton is there kind of now, but... What was weird about it is it was like the hood, but you could walk to the John Hancock building. You were that close, mm -hmm. but it was still like the hood. And she said, I got to turn this around, so I'm just going to move there. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So can you tell me, how did you even get in Like, How did you get here from her? <laughs> so I knew I had to move to Chicago. Jobs in Canada were hard at that time. Came down here. I had 11 job interviews in three days. I mean, I literally thought the streets were paved with gold in Chicago. I mean, it was like unbelievable. But I knew I was only gonna be here for three years, so I decided to take a job that was kind of interesting. I've always kind of been interested in Chicago politics. So I figured, why not go on the inside to see how crazy it actually was? Um, but you had to get into a job in Chicago at that time if you had a precinct captain. Well, I wasn't living in, in Toronto at that time. So we came down one night, drove to Chicago. We looked around the neighborhoods. We decided that one neighborhood, Rogers Park, looked decent. We got a paper the next day, signed a lease on an apartment. I ran to the Illinois driver's license, got my driver's license. I still didn't live here. Ran down to City Hall and said, see, I live here. And so I got this job in the Economic Development Commission, which was the first commission to look at how to increase economic development in the Chicago area. So it was fairly new at that time. And then became the mayor's first, 
uh, staff person for the first high-tech task force. I mean, it was totally random. People go like, oh, I'm going to organize my career path, and I'm going to do this. Never, not once, was my career path organized. So I ended up there, and actually, which is funny because something happened today, I wrote the first um, strategy on how to build tech in Chicago. Now, this is ancient history, but when you read that report, <laughs> a lot of similarities. So the guy who was head of that task force was Walter Massey. He became president of Brown. He's now at the Art Institute. He wrote me today. He's going, I'm on the, doing this thing for the Civic Committee of Chicago, and I want to get a copy of that original report just to show how things haven't changed. And sure enough, there's one copy I have at home that you know, I'm going to give him. So, um, but it's just it's funny how things you know, what, keep year, going what year was this that you came oh, in? 79, 81. Wow. Yeah, so that was 81. Crazy. So it, it was fun. But at that time, and this shows how ancient I am, I mean, literally, Marty Cooper was on the task force. He's the guy who developed the cell phone. So he, no, seriously, <laughs> he sat around this table and he looked at a whole bunch of us and he goes, You're going to have a cell phone in five years, three years, 10 years, and everything. He just like went around the table and said, That's where it's going to go. And then um, Casey Cowell, um, 3Con, um, he was part of the... So it was, it was really kind of wow. an interesting group when you look back on it. Now, I, I have a question, too. I, I, when I was doing research on Mayor Jane Byrne, I was just super impressed by her. But I, we had talked about this, too, and I wanted to bring it up. What was the climate like? I assume in the, the 80s, Chicago 80s, you have a bunch of dudes who probably just be little women, maybe are not, they would definitely be called out today on some stuff. Oh, what, yeah. what was that environment like? It was, um, <clears throat> it was not pretty. I mean, I would be, I, uh, I remember there's one story, I was with a bunch of the uh, uh, press, uh, the mayor's press contingent, and they were just like dissing her. I mean, I won't even use the words that they used, but it was like, it was not conducive. Um, so it was a tough time for a woman to be ahead of anything at that time, and certainly in Chicago. Okay, so you come to Chicago, yeah. you do this whole part, and how did you eventually get here? <laughs> I know, lots happening in between. Lots happening. I think the main thing, when I look back at what moments changed my life, it was times when I raised my hand and didn't think of the consequences which doesn't sound like really good planning. Um, but one of them, I had been working on, the, on, a, a, on strategies to increase uh, equity for women-owned businesses. And there was a group of us who were down at Kaufman, down in Kansas City, the Kaufman Foundation, and um, talking about various things that were happening across the country. And, a woman started talking about Springboard, which was a women's venture forum, which had just launched in Silicon Valley. And I was with um, Sona Wang. She, she's been um, a trustee of Northwestern. So we're sitting next to each other and going, like, so why can't we do this in Chicago? And I'm going like, oh, okay, this month, this month. Literally raised my hand and said, okay, we'll do it in May 2001, Chicago. Good timing, if you remember the history of the dot-com movie. Anyway. Literally, 
went back, it took me three months to convince my bosses at the time to do it. So, you know, talking to the board and, um, and doing that. But that was a big thing. That's when I really got to know a lot of the VCs in town, the entrepreneurs. I mean, that really set the pace. And I was doing a lot of presentations at that time. So all of a sudden, I got this person who said, a uh, previous professor here, said, how would you like to teach a women's and entrepreneurship class here? And I said, why not? I've got three kids. My husband travels all the time. i got a full-time job. <laughs> why not? Um, so that was the class. And then um, there was a class that was kind of the business plan class here. And the person who used to teach it, Barry Merkin, who's, who's a wonderful person, he got um, his voice all of a sudden wouldn't work. He, so um, I was called in to teach his class, of which there were no notes, no presentation, nothing, starting from scratch. It's like out of my mind. Anyway, all of that parlayed into then becoming assistant entrepreneurial director here, and then going down to Booth for six years, and then coming back here. Man, when, so, when you, you were at Booth, mm-hmm. how did that... I guess, what, what drove you to go to Booth? And then eventually you came back, obviously. Because you were also living in Evanston at the time. Right. I, I would say that there was a different perspective on how to teach entrepreneurship at Kellogg. There are times, you know, we have our ebbs and flows in life. That, was, that, that went downhill for a, a little while because um, things happen that way. When I look back, it was probably the best thing that happened because then I was at Booth and, uh, you know, as that program built, I was part of that, certainly. And, you know, and, and over six years, I could see where there were strengths and other things that needed change. And then Sally emailed me one day and said, do you want to talk about entrepreneurship? And I'm going like, this is random. My husband goes, that would be called a job interview. <laughs> so, and it's worked out well. I think the... The other thing that has made this job so great, when I look even back on Springboard and the other things, I work best when I have a blank sheet of paper that I can build from. Any time any of you get a point in a career where you can literally go in and build from scratch, that is, is wonderful because you aren't dealing with legacy. You aren't dealing, um, and you can really start from scratch with a comprehensive strategy and then put the building blocks in place. Um, And I realized that was a real gift in Kellogg is to literally start from scratch. I was talking to a prospective student and she was saying, tell me the truth. What do you like about Kellogg? What don't you like about Kellogg? All this stuff. And when we got to what I don't like was, for people who know me, was the plastic utensils. Get rid of them. We need wooden utensils all the way. Uh, what I like, though, what I said, is I said that the adjunct professors are hands down yeah, amazing. Um, yeah. and, and I just wanted to see, people can't see us, so I will ask everyone to clap if you can for me and to do this. How many people here have taken a new venture discovery <laughs> okay. okay. What about development? Yeah. Cool. Anyone taking launch? Next quarter. Next 
next okay. quarter. Okay, anyone taking any key classes at all? <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so I remember this is the discovery. You were the one who started development. Is that right? Yeah, Rick's doing a much better job. Than I <laughs> but but that but you know that's kind of the piece. I knew that was development is really the test class, as, as you guys, as some of you know. And to me, that was the piece that was missing in most MBA courses. It was kind of like, okay, get your idea, get the team, and now let's go get investment. And they're like, that doesn't make sense at all. I mean, you really have to do a lot of testing, and is this the right value proposition? Do I have the right customers and everything else? And that takes time, so you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a great class. You know, yeah, you spend a lot of time looking at that. So, you know, it's kind of like everyone goes like, I gotta rush into entrepreneurship. And I always kind of say, no, you have to have patience. Because <laughs> it takes a long time to really figure out what is the right business model. And then once you get it, okay, be my guest, go get your engineer, go get the money, et cetera. So to me, the development class was really, really important. And, um, and, and I'm glad that has really taken off. But you know, that, that was you know, going back to scratch. You could start, okay, I got discovery, I got develop, you know, yeah. you know, it was all about discovery, test and launch and then the building blocks underneath. If I, if I could share a personal story real quick. I, I, I mentioned this on the last episode of the podcast if you, if you didn't get a chance to hear it, but when I first, I was super excited to come to Kellogg and I applied twice. The first time I didn't get it and then I, I almost died. So if you listen to that, you'll find out mm -hmm. how. And then I applied again. And I took core classes in the first two quarters and I wasn't really feeling it. I took accounting, mores, strategy, forgot what else I took. And, and I was opening up a gym at the same time and I just wasn't really feeling it. And I, I remember specifically, I butted heads with professor because uh, for strategy, she was saying, it's so dumb that eBay, or sorry, yeah, that eBay would have purchased, tried to purchase Priceline or something. And I go, but, but Meg Whitman is one of my favorite CEOs. She's so ridiculously smart and she's just super talented. It's, in hindsight for us, it's very unfair of us to say that. It doesn't make any sense. And I remember I was just feeling like, I don't know, am I just learning stuff that I can get from a book? And I decided in the winter to take an elective. And I decided to take New Venture Development. Development. And that was our first, that was my uh, class with you. And honest, honestly, that was the class that kind of like saved me. I realized from that, yeah. <laughs> I realized from that time that I was going to take a bunch of electives instead of core and kind of space it out. Yeah. So I took. I told people this in the podcast last time. I was the senior in GenChem. I took. People would say, "Oh, what do you got? What do you got next quarter?" I got finance. Oh, finance two? No, just finance one. And people were <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh!" And they're just like, "Yeah, but I, I, I needed that." But you did, you know, and it was such a great idea is that you, you know, taking an entrepreneurship course early because then it gives you that runway to do the testing and to grow your idea and use the resources while you're here yeah. as opposed to you know piling it all at the end which is too too late all right when we return linda shares her secret strategy for luring great adjunct professors and shares her views and hopes for kellogg students if you had two versions of a website how do you know which one people would more quickly understand could they find the information they were looking for how long would it take them? Built for UX testing, Usability Hub allows you to see which version of your site or app users prefer, where would they click, how many do the action you want, and much more. 
at $2.50 per targeted tester. It's a great way to gain insight about your designs and user interfaces. Sign up at our EBC site to get 40% off of three months or do a pay-as-you-go model. Hey, if you're an entrepreneur or working for a startup and you're looking to grow your business, stay organized, or help with presentations, you should probably listen right now. In this segment, we call this Entrepreneur Tools, and it's a chance for me to tell you about some cool tools that can help you do all that. A common phrase I'll hear professors say is, we don't need another dating app. Hey, I get it. It's a bit weird at first, but there are two assumptions you should be able to make. Everyone on these apps should be one, single, and two, looking. I don't know that anywhere else. What if your perfect soulmate is sitting in front of you in class? Or what if that person is listening to this same exact podcast, but sitting on a train somewhere else? Now, I'm not sharing a dating app, but what if we could bring the same insights into finding a co-founder? Startup Soulmates is an app which I created, and it allows you to see other startups that are popping up in the Kellogg scene. You can mark which ones you think you can help, or you know someone that can help, and then you'll get connected. If you don't see your idea, then you can simply make your own profile. All you have to do to start is text start me up at 773-382-8378. Again, that number is 773-382-8378. And you'll get access to find your startup soulmate before they go somewhere else. We are back. I took Linda's new venture development early into my Kellogg journey, and she was another factor that pushed me to run the EBC club. Because of her, we've had great faculty, and Linda discusses more. One, one talent that has been very apparent that you have is, as I mentioned this before, the adjunct professors are, are amazing. Sean Johnson, personally, <laughs> we're, we're, we're buddies uh, sometimes. And the question I have is, you know, you have a lot of good talent here. People, has anyone taken Craig Wartman's class by any chance? A couple of people there? <laughs> yeah. You've been able to pull a lot of good talent to make these key professors amazing. And my question to you is, how do you go about seeking which ones do I want? What are they going to yeah. teach? So, so basically, what I do is I start with, what do we want to teach? So what are the holes in the curriculum? What, and what does our customer, the students, want? Um, what does the marketplace want? And then literally going out and finding the best people to teach that. They're, you know, and the thing is, there's a lot of, I get calls all the time, um, of people who want to teach. And I go like, no, <laughs> sorry. So, um, so a lot of these people I've met through the years, because I've been around a long time, and, you know, and, and once again, you've seen them in action, you know what they've done. And so um, they've been really kind, too, because they're giving up a lot of their own time and effort when they have full businesses and VC funds, et cetera. Um, but it's great. But you know what? Getting them together, like, there's this synergy that goes. So I just talked to Dave Schoenthal. He's in, um, he's in San Francisco with Craig doing a new EMBA program. <laughs> And they're like having a ball together, you know, and you know, so that kind of energy then, you know, you know, brings something, you know, else, you know, another, along other people. So, um, and I and I do this um, paddle tennis. I'm 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 a big paddle tennis player. So um, at at 
right before the winter break, I do this huge paddle tennis for all the faculty. Mm. And it doesn't, you know, you can pick up paddle tennis in five minutes. It, you could kill yourself, but I mean, you can do it pretty easily. And they love it, and they all get together, and they get to know each other. Um, because it's hard, because none of them are really working in the building a lot, so we have to build this kind of outside camaraderie. But it, it's, it's great. It's just a super team. And the staff is an uh, awesome team, too. So I'm really pumped about where we are, where what, we can go. What's your, your normal pitch when you talk to them? You have a professor, and they're thinking going to another university. Mm, I'll just take them out for a drink. It's fine. <laughs> usually say yes <laughs> got it good old good old booze him up yes, and then you all come on over and you slide a paper <laughs> make him sign it in yeah, blood but you know the thing is that, and then they grow with the job I mean Brad Moorhead has anyone taken a Brad's class yeah so Brad was a student of mine in my first tour of duty here um and I mean, literally, we were testing. He was doing joystick testing in my basement with my daughter's friends. I mean, so Brad and I go way back. So when I knew he was going to sell his farm, mm -hmm. it was kind of like, Brad, you want to come back to the fold, so to speak. And now he's doing phenomenal on the leading a launch class. We're looking at other things for him to do. So, um, yeah, they're some great people. Has there, has there been anything? challenging since you've been back at Kellogg and running the entrepreneurship program? And it doesn't have to mean yeah. with the administration uh, or anything, just even the climate. Is there anything that's tough? Yeah, to, to me, I, my biggest challenge is I always see holes. So like I always feel I'm running. So we had a meeting this morning with you know the administration. They were going like, okay, so what are the high impact things that you got to do that have to be built and I'm like oh my gosh you know we're, we're I'm trying to build a new corporate innovation exec ed program but I'm going like <laughs> there's a problem here so we went out we listened to a bunch of people in the innovation space and corporations we said okay this is what they want here's how we can put this together so now moving that out the door making sure that goes I also see this um, you know online education is changing and, and you know this Coursera where you have to take a course and you have to take all the pieces to it is ridiculous yeah. I mean how do how do we use things we it's customized and it's in real time I this is my problem right now I need this so why aren't we developing content you know that kind of platform so literally working with Sean Johnson and Gabe and they were up here last uh, week ago saying how can we create an MVP where we literally can take the content we have and then build a platform where, okay, this is, this is my problem. Here's the content you need right now. So we're testing it with the NBA retired players in July. So. Wow. That's like, why not? Why, why, why the NBA? They, well, they came, they wanted something. So wow. we said, okay, so we'll, give you a break on price if you'll be our beta test. Wow. And they're going like, okay, cool. Very so, cool. So we're actually doing these aspirational videos first. You know, I want to be an angel investor. I want to be a franchise owner. I want to be an entrepreneur. And then here's the pros and cons of it so that we can get an app like this and they can kind of push, you know, what mm -hmm. they, and then they can see and feel and, and go like, oh, 
maybe I don't want to be an angel investor because I'm never going to get my money back. Um, but maybe I actually would like to, you know, do X. So then by the time we get to the actual um, live session, we know where they're coming from and then we can develop content for them. Very cool. So that, you know, that this is kind of the fun thing about this job is that there's a lot of opportunity because you're getting, you're in the mix, you're all the time. So you're seeing where issues are and what the marketplace wants and then how do we still create within this, um, this great environment. I mean, Kellogg is awesome. I mean, who you guys are in the New Venture Launch over there. Do you know how we did that in 24 hours, putting that back in the curriculum? You could have never done that in any other school, ever. Wow. I mean, that was Sunday afternoon. Well, let's look at it. It's great. That's wow. what I love about this place. You know, when I've talked to the faculty, Karen O'Connor yep. and Sean and anyone else, even even off the record, the they always talk about meeting you, and even Craig Wortman. I didn't, I haven't interviewed him, but he he said, <laughs> "Do you want to tell people how you met Craig Wortman?" <laughs> so our kids were in the same preschool, and we went to this. Um, we won the, um, one of those mystery murder, you know, those things. So literally, we go to Craig's. I guess it was Craig's house. <laughs> Opens this door and his wife is in a little French, you know, little waitress outfit. My husband's going, fun. Um, and Craig was dressed up as Sherlock Holmes. And literally, Craig and I sat next to each other at the dinner table and was like, we got to go do things together. He was at Kellogg at that time. So we actually tried to build some things here. Um, and when, then when I went there, I said, Craig, come, with, you know, come on down. Um, and so he just did a bang up job and he's just, he's never looked back. I mean, the, what he's done with, do you know he's got this contract with Google? Do any of you know this? No. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's teaching Google how to do high impact meetings and how to sell. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy what he's, what he's doing. So. Um, I think he's going to be, and you know, the, the thing is, so many MBA schools, I was just with my peer schools in LA about two weeks ago, and we talked about the sales piece, you know, like Harvard, Stanford, they're going like, sales, you know, like that's, that, you know, we can't say that word, you know, that is like, <laughs> there's a lot of schools where you could not teach sales. But once again, Kellogg is going like, of course. You know, if you're going to do entrepreneurship, if I'm going to have an investment, you know, if, I, if, if I'm private equity, if I'm an investment bank, I'm, wherever you are, you are always selling. And therefore, having the Kellogg Sales Institute here is huge. Um, and I just think it's going to keep growing. Very cool. Yeah, yeah I, I took Wartman's class, <clears throat> sorry, Craig Wartman's class when he came to Kellogg, his first class, Selling Yourself. Yeah. And so much stuff I learned from it. He, he made me feel that I needed to, if I didn't have... If they didn't have personal thank you cards, then I, I wasn't making it. And so I got personal thank you cards, but it was, it's been a good tool. All right, another question I have for you. I, I have noticed this since coming here to Kellogg. I think that when people first come, they have this very shark tank idea and I want to do my own thing, I want to do my own business, make it big, get VC funding, whatever, blow it up. And I have noticed a shift from being your own your own boss essentially, or you're starting it yourself, to more corporate innovation. 
a little bit less risk, a little bit more so the, resources to use. So the, once again, you know, the, the brilliance of how key Kellogg Innovation Entrepreneurship and Initiative is formed is that literally, you know, I oversee launching businesses, growing businesses, family business, corporate innovation, real estate. And when you look at that, you're going like, actually they all fit together. So, you know, what we've realized is that a lot of students want to be in an entrepreneurial environment, but they don't sometimes have a great idea. And, you know, this past year was great because I don't know how many went to the key kickoff, but we basically said there's three career paths. You can be a launcher, a builder, or a corporate innovator. And I could, I was looking at the audience, and I could just see everyone going like, oh, there's relief, you know, it's relief. I don't have to start a business to be an entrepreneur. And then when we divided the rooms up afterwards, it was literally evenly spaced between those who want to launch a business, who want to grow a business, wow. be a builder, and those in corporate innovation. And they're all great opportunities. Um, so really ex excited um, that we're building a broader spectrum of entrepreneurial opportunities for people. And the thing is, it's going to change. You know, people who are going in growth stage businesses now, which I'm a big, you know, proponent of, they're going to be the ones who are going to launch their own businesses five years down the line. Because right. now they know the operations of the business. They know how to grow a business. And now they're going like, okay, I got it. I can do it now. Very cool. Yeah. Are there any notable ones that you remember? Any, cra any crazy ideas that you Okay, so here, I, I'm, um, Brian and I are heading off to Columbia and Peru. Um, next week, so there was this one team uh, um, from Colombia, Bogota, and they really wanted to create a loyalty um, card for, you know, like for retailers. And so they went to Belly here and in, in some of the loyalty programs here, but you know, once again, down in, in Colombia, the POS system infrastructure is, is a mess. It's completely, every single person has their own POS system. It's, it's really hard. So they had to build in the, the context. And I was going like, man, these guys really want to do it. They're down there trying it out during Christmas break and spring break. They aren't going on the gym trips. They're really trying it. But, you know, then I didn't hear anything from them. He just got the Innovator of the Year Award for Colombia. I mean, who knew? I mean, it was just, you know, but sheer perseverance to kind of like keep knocking it out and knocking on doors. So that's great. And then Four Kites, another person mm -hmm. who, you know, would you say he was, you know, he's he was quiet, you know, not a super extrovert, but once again, persistent. Well, he's, he's just keep, he's raised another $12 million. He's in logistics. Um, so yeah. it's 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 great to see. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. If you were, if you were in the program right now, mm -hmm. what 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 classes? I'm very curious. What classes would be on your must-have lists? Oh, I do. Yeah, I do Craig's class, the selling you and your ideas, because I just think that's so important for everyone. Um, you know, I think development too. It's just it's building that discipline of how do you, you know, how to think ahead and, 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 and actually not jump ahead, but very methodically testing things out so you know that you have something of value here. Right. 
All right, I'm going to get super real, okay, everyone? Super real and ask a very uh, a candid question. Is there, yeah, time out. Uh, is there something that you've noticed from the Kellogg community in regards to entrepreneurship that frustrates you or you really see as a big gap yeah. of the students? No, no, I think, and I think this is pretty typical across all MBA programs. It, it's so sad sometimes to see, so in development, that was a class where on average 50%, you know, 25%, you know, finally say, oh, this idea isn't gonna work, that's fine. Mm. But when I see that class and people go, I've got a great idea, but I gotta pay off my loan, my student loan. And that's kind of, you know, that's the, because um, sometimes there's some great ideas, but it's just kind of like, you know, the reality. And, and it's not like, oh, I'm gonna put it in my back pocket, do BCG for you know, two years, and then bring it out, because timing is a, you know, an issue sometimes. So it's kind of that opportunity may be right then. Yeah. But, um, but that's just the nature of the beast. But on the other hand, you know, it's, you know, what our classes are really learning experiences. So the fact that, you know, you've learned to test, you've learned how to, you know, to sell, you've learned how to um, manage talent, you know, whatever it is, you can use that in whatever job you're going into right after you graduate, and you can use it in your own businesses five years, 10 years from now. So what, what do you think makes someone successful? in this game. My answer is, is always the same, that it's to be willing to put in the, the work and the grind mm -hmm. and to, to figure it out. That's my main thing, just figure it out. You don't know how to do digital marketing, figure it out. You don't know how to do HTML, basic coding, but you can't, yeah, you you can't afford. Yeah, you did, I mean, you learned everything, then yeah. you taught everyone else, yeah. it was great, oh my gosh. But you can't afford to do it. You can't afford to bring someone yeah. on, then just, you have to figure it out. And that, that's, that's what I've, I've noticed. You have a lot of people, I think, who even, we've had people who come to me about, how did you do a podcast? Like, why don't you just get an undergrad to do it? That's what they say to me. I'm like, well, then this is completely a waste of yeah. time now. We, we just finished get, what we were talking about. And, and, if, and if you try to do it, I mean, it's like, you know, I'm trying to do this online education right now. It's like, you know, we'll see how far that goes before I need it, more help, whatever. Um, but you just got to do it. Yeah. You got to get your fingers dirty yeah. and really understand the issues for that. And then it's a lot about setting up plan A, B, and C is that some people just go like down the path you know, but they can't see oh you know what are the variables here and and how can i if this is a problem how can i move this way and, and, and around right. that obstruction All right. last two questions for you if you could give advice two pieces of advice on for kellogg students or anyone listening or perspective or whatever in terms of pursuing their idea or corporate innovation or whatever what advice would you give? And the second one is, what advice would you give them when things start to get tough? When they just, when they're debating, I gotta pay off my loan yeah. and I have this. Because that's a real thing. Well, I think what's the best thing about an MBA is you can try things out. So, you know, what, what, get, what makes it difficult for me if they've been in consulting, they take a consulting job in the summer, you know, and then they're going to, you know, because this is the time when you can, try things out so you know the we have all these practicum courses where you can work in a growth stage company or you can work in a you know in a vc firm or you can work in a entrepreneurial firm so you kind of get you understand what the vibe is on this and um so you have to go try things if you don't try um and, and, and that you know i should 
for some people that's just fine because they really know they want to do X and that is what they're pursuing. But I think they miss something in an MBA without trying a whole bunch of different things. Um, life is all of a sudden about falling down another path and realizing it's pretty good. All right, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. All right. Thank you, John, for all you've done. There you have it. That's Linda Dara, the queen of key and Chicago entrepreneurship. Personally, I've learned so much from her and I'm always inspired by her. We had one speaker named Chris Gladwin and he put it the best. You all will never know how much Linda has done for Chicago entrepreneurship. And that is officially it for me. When we started this, I went to one of Craig Gortman's classes and asked how many people can name 10 current Kellogg startups? No hands. Five, no hands. Three, a couple hands. One, and some more hands. When I was the president of EVC, my goal was to teach my classmates the skills they needed to start their ideas. As host of My Startup Journey, my goal has been to make sure you can easily raise your hand whenever anyone asks you, how many current Kellogg startups do you know? Now, please do me a solid and leave a review. Literally, this is the last time I'm going to ask. Finally, for any entrepreneurs out there, my last words are, keep dreaming.